Hey everyone, I'm Ruth and welcome to my podcast, Living Unashamed. You know, every day we are met with the chaos of unhealthy and confusing and fear-inducing noise in this world. We can be so easily overcome by hopelessness, pain, fear, brokenness and loss that encountering the goodness of God seems almost impossible. The good news is that the Bible says we overcome the enemy, the devil, darkness, destruction, which leads to pain and confusion and doubt and deceit. We overcome that by the blood of the Lamb, which is the completed work of Jesus and the word of our testimony, our own witness account. Each week, I invite you to join me as we connect with people from all walks of life who share their inspiring journey of brokenness to redemption through divine encounters with Jesus Christ, the only one who truly has the power to save and transform lives. Our hope is that as you listen to these powerful and true stories, you will discover a new hope and wisdom that will encourage you on your journey to encountering Jesus and his never-ending love and grace every day. So welcome. We are so blessed to have you tuning in today, and we pray that you are abundantly blessed by today's episode of Living Unashamed. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Living Unashamed podcast. I'm here with my beautiful friend Jacinta and um, she's going to just share with us her journey of how she came to encounter Christ and what that has done for her in her life and where he's taken her on since then. And yeah, I'm excited to just kind of discover more about you Jacinta and to know um, how God's moving in your life at the moment and I know that it will be a blessing to all who listen. So welcome. Hi. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm very excited to be here and um, I'm always very excited by people's stories and I love that you're doing this, Ruth. Um, living unashamed. Um, yeah, and so um, I'll, I'll start from my story from, from the beginning, you know, when I was thinking about this and I was thinking about my story and even um, my journey with the Lord, I, I often thought from a very young age that my story was very unremarkable. And when I explain that, it will make a lot of sense. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, my story has been that I have followed the Lord my whole life. And so I didn't have a rebellious phase. I didn't, um, I have never walked away from the Lord. And so I've often found that I thought that that was really unremarkable, but the truth of it is uh, our stories are remarkable, however they, they form. And so, um, and actually the fact that I have walked with the Lord all these years is pretty remarkable. Um, you know, uh, I turn 40 next year, so I've done 40 years really with the Lord and, um, and it has been wild. It has been wild and it has been remarkable in, in many different ways. But, um, but my story of encountering Jesus really, it goes a long, long way back. <clears throat> so I'll just go back there and We'll see how much time we have, I suppose. Uh, but um, but my story really starts when I was a very young child. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I had very faithful um, Christian parents. Grew up in a very Pentecostal, charismatic um, church movement. And I remember at, from a very young age 
feeling the presence of God, knowing the presence of God and being really hungry for him, being really hungry to know more about um, how he operated and who he was. And I just remember wanting to to um, to get closer, I suppose, and, and uh, find a way to... Uh, I was just always hungry for more. So I remember as a little girl um, and when I was five, I remember sit like bowing at my windowsill and asking the Lord into my heart. Yeah. And I actually think I'd probably done that earlier, to be honest, but I was the kid that grew up like sleeping under the chairs at church mm-hmm. was the kid that, you know, we would go to church Sun in those days, we would go to church in the morning and in the night and on a Wednesday during the week. Wow. Um, and then there was some kind of fellowship throughout the week or there was youth or, you know, um, we grew up with lots of church camps. We grew up with lots of youth camps. Um, and so the mode of Christian community and Christian fellowship was our was our vein like it, everything that we did flowed through this avenue of of Christian community and so um so I, w- I just could never get enough of God um and so I remember from a very young age like asking him into my heart like several times um and but one thing that was that was very evident from a very young age in my family unit was that I just didn't feel like I quite fit. I was quite different. I was quite sensitive. Um, I was quite, um, I was just very different. I looked different. I've got an older brother, an older sister, and a younger sister, and I looked very different. I was very different in personality. And I remember from a very young age feeling that I just didn't fit, that I was very, very different. And, And so that's forms part of my story actually and the fact is that actually I did fit um, but um, I just hadn't recognized that I was accepted as I was and there were parts of me that actually um, that weren't accepted as I was truth be told and so I've had to go on this journey as an adult to learn that um, those those true people that love and accept me love me as I am So um, because I was very different, I was very acutely aware of the spirit. Um, I had a very um, what we would call a prophetic gift from a very young age, like I'd see things go bump in the night. Um, And my parents just didn't have a grid. Like they actually just didn't know. um, They just didn't know how to navigate it. Um, And so that formed a big part of how I went into adulthood actually Ruth um it formed a big part of um my journey and how I navigated that Mm. um so yeah feel free I don't want to like keep talking but jump in if you feel free at any time oh no like yeah it's um it's actually refreshing and beautiful to hear that you know everyone has their own journey you know and not everyone does turn away from their path in God I think it's a very easy thing to do because we all incur pain and hard times but I think Mm. you know to meet people who have through all seasons felt led into just sticking with God like I think that's that's an incredible honor and blessing you know for the Lord and I think that that yeah, it's not really something you hear a lot about these days. Actually, you usually hear about a lot of yeah. people did have their journey and they weaved in and out. But um, 
you know, you're living proof and and there's quite a few others that are showing, no, it is it is possible to go your whole life sticking with yeah. Lord, you know, and I think that's very powerful. And um yeah, so you've had you've had a journey with identity, it seems then. Yeah, yeah. Um and and look, I think um we all have a journey with identity and we we all have it on on, on many different levels. Um, I think the thing for me that was really um, evident when I was very, very young was um, this, and, you know, the enemy does this. He's he's so, he's so subtle in that what he really wants to do in our youth is mm-hmm. he wants to sow these lies and he wants to sow these lies, particularly um, in family environments, um, and he wants to sow pain in those family environments because if he can do that when we're young, he actually can take us off course when we're older. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I don't, so part of my growing up uh, was my parents were foster parents. We had lots of foster children that came through our home. Um, There was a revolving door of a lot of different people that would come through our home, a lot of disturbed children, a lot of unloved and unwanted children, um, you know, children of the system. And, um, and so my mum had this like burning passion to help people like, and it was beautiful. And that's in truth, that's where I get the passion to, to help people. Um, But what happened was, um, you know, mum was often so focused on others that she sometimes missed what was in front of her. And that was myself and my my siblings and particularly myself and my younger sibling. Um, but, um, you know, so so one of the circumstances that happened was that my younger sister was actually kidnapped by one of these foster children. And so when we had this revolving door of a lot of things happening in our world, um, there were there were just certain lies that I believed very early on. But I remember like probably between about five and, you know, maybe 11, 12, I was just so sold out, like so passionate about, you know, I'd preach the gospel to anybody that moved. So I remember in high school, like sitting on the bus with this girl and being like, you need Jesus and, you know, this is why. And, and I remember just being so gutted that she, um, she just she just loved the world like she wanted to go and do all the things and try all the things and um and now I would say that's cool you you've chosen that path actually because God's a gentleman and he he will never force anything on us but I just remember having such a heart burdened that anybody would go to a lost eternity that anyone would live without Jesus and um and so you know so probably in those teen years something really shifted in me and I I really felt rejection really really heavily and so um like those years of you know like friends rejecting me or um family members rejecting me because I was so different I was so out of the box and you know not just in looks not just in personality but you know the way I saw the world I suppose um, and so I think you, you know, you're in this bubble when you're quite young, but when you come into adulthood and you move through those teenage years, really there is a choice. And the choice for me what really boiled down to I just had this such immense fear of the Lord. 
like from a very young age, I was like, oh, like I don't want to, I don't want to get on your wrong side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was a good thing, but it also wasn't a good thing at the same time in the sense that I grew up in quite a legalistic church dynamic. And so it was more about the law and keeping the rules than it actually was about you're in relationship and actually you're under grace, not under law. And um, so I had to learn to navigate that through my teen years and into my adult years. And I think the beautiful thing about, um, you know, going, because God loves a journey, God loves process. He loves all of that. And um, the, and sometimes we we certainly regret certain things in life, but I love that God takes us on a journey and everybody's journey is beautiful and unique and remarkable in its own way. Um, and that and that somehow God can use all the pieces. That's always just fascinated me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, identity is a big part and it's really what I, I do a lot of work with a lot of people with now, um, in my coaching business is, is helping people actually to discover what that identity is and to be established in that as well. Um, so that was my greatest, that was my greatest, uh, thing to break through in Ruth was knowing who I am and whose I am. And how I actually op- could operate from victory in that place. Wow, that's yeah, that's awesome. It's amazing to see how God takes literally the things that are our greatest struggles, and as we yeah. are with Him, He turns them into the thing that we use to then minister to others. Yeah, and it's kind of mind blowing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so it's really awesome that. Um, that you've been able to, you know, to process and work through all of that and then come out the other end and now you're actually coaching people on on how they can live victoriously with God. And I think that's so important because, mm. you know, in this age where there are life coaches that are the worldly life coaches and, you know, that they're missing the one thing that can yeah. set people free and that is the love of God. And so I think, you know, I was chatting to um someone about you yesterday actually because they knew that you were coming on the podcast and I literally said um Jacinta's job is pretty much what I would consider to be a pastor you know (laughs) I was like pretty much a a life a Christian life coach I would consider to be pretty much a pastor someone who who does the same things because at the end of the day you are shepherding someone with the word of God to live victoriously so I thought that was pretty cool. That fills me with a huge amount of cringiness if I use the words of my teenage boys. It's really interesting, actually, that you say that because I don't see myself as a shepherd. I'm not a shepherd um, in any way, shape or form. However, I will say this. I love the five parts and the the five gifts of Christ to the church and those offices. And um and because Jesus was a shepherd, we all need to embrace that art form of loving people and nurturing people and caring for people. And so, um, yeah, it's it's interesting because a large part of my story was actually being told for so many years that I was not a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, uh, I remember the Holy Spirit actually rebuking me on that at one point, maybe pfft, four years ago and saying, Jacinta, stop saying that. Stop actually confessing that you're not that um, because we can't take one part of Jesus with and leave the others behind. Like Jesus is the 
prophet. He is the apostle, but he's also the shepherd and the teacher. And he's also the evangelist. And we need to love all the parts of him. And so, you know, he's the big apostle, the big prophet, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, I love fivefold ministry. It's my heartbeat. Um, and so I I embrace the shepherd part of Jesus. And I'm reminded that when I'm caring for people, um, that I actually have the shepherd at heart because I love Jesus and I want to to walk in his likeness. So that's so interesting that you say that. These um these things that Holy Spirit brings up, you're like, oh man. <laughs> anyway, there it is. <laughs> yeah. So how has um that journey then of encountering Christ like was there a specific moment in your life where you knew well like in this moment God is real and he's calling my name yeah 100 percent. yep I can almost give you the date um but it was a journey so um it was 2020 for me the year 2020 I mean I'd I remember for so I've undergone a very long season of hidden development I would say um and and that is the the part of our journey where God is really just interested in us maturing and he's interested in establishing us, in us and because he so cares about um, us having great foundations and he so cares about our wellness and our complete and us walking in the completeness that he brought um so one of the things that was really evident for me and this is going to sound maybe a bit corny and a bit cocky but hear my heart um from a very young age I remember just feeling like like I'm talking five maybe younger I remember thinking I'm gonna do something great for God like from a very young age I remember like what is it God I'm gonna do something so great for you and um and so from that journey everything in life has told me Jacinta you're worthless and you're going to do nothing and actually the journey has been coming against that time and time and time and time again and because I had such fear of the Lord there was there has been so many times like I couldn't count them Ruth and I but I remember specific pockets of time where I'm like God I can't do what you're asking me to do and it might have just been the smallest thing but it might have been just the thing that was like the straw that broke the camel's back and I remember having so many moments where I'm like God I can't do this but because the fear of the Lord was so deeply rooted in my life I just couldn't walk away from it right. and and truth be told some of the things that I've endured actually people have walked away from God for less yeah. let's just be real about that we all endure different levels of hurt and pain it from people um you know perceived um perceived disappointment and abandonment from God um, but mostly people, let's just be real about that. People are our, our main economy uh, in terms of human living. Um, and so my journey to that victorious place um, has been really hard. Like if I'm totally honest, the journey to victory has been about overcoming and overcoming and overcoming and overcoming but also about aligning. So um, overcoming things and realizing actually Jesus has already done that. So all I need to do is actually just align myself with what he's done. Um, so so I, I've realized the most powerful thing that that is actually our responsibility as believers is just agreeing, is coming into alignment, is saying, yeah, I'm more than a conqueror. Yeah. 
Um, yes, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. It's coming into agreement agreement with, um, you know, the 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 complete work, the the zozo life, the um, the yeah. shalom of God, the total wholeness, the total completeness. Um, and do I feel that every day? No, I don't. In my flesh, I don't feel that. Um, but what I've learned is um, one thing I remember years and years ago, I was at a, a conference and I was really grappling, like I've really grappled with a lot of um, anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of depression, um, because I'm that sensitive nature. Um, and particularly when you have a prophetic call, that is the stuff that the enemy goes after. And so um um, that has been a large part of the ups and downs of my life is I can't go on. Like I remember a couple of weeks ago, might not actually, probably a bit longer, maybe eight weeks ago, I had this moment where I was like, you know, I felt like Jeremiah in the cave and I was like, oh, I can't do it. And I had this moment where a dear friend was like, just, and you're just being dramatic. Come on, let's just get on with it. And I was like, yeah, you're right, actually. So um, yeah, I am a bit dramatic. Uh but um but yeah so you know I was actually had um I was teaching on this with my academy students last week talking about the zozo life and that's the the saved healed delivered life um that is the life that you know the, the essentially the life that the abundant life that Jesus gave the woman with the issue of blood that he actually gave her the zo and I mean we see this throughout the new testament but that that complete whole life that is you have been redeemed, you have been saved, you're not being saved, um, you're not being delivered and you're not being healed. You are all those things, but it is about coming into agreement and coming into alignment. So I feel like my journey towards victory has been um, really agreeing with those things and and move, like saying just in a die, like it's it's that dying to the flesh yeah. Um not in a literal sense, please don't misunderstand me. Um, but but saying to my flesh, actually, you've got to die so that Christ can live in me. Um, that it has been a process of spiritual death for me in lots of ways. That I know you think you can do it on your own, Jacinta, but actually my way is better. And I know that you're capable, but actually I want to give you my strength. Um, it's been a perpetual, like uh spiritual dying. Um and through one of the hardest seasons of my life, um, when we were in a season um, in for four years, I actually joke that it was three years, five days and four months. Um, like that's how uh, long that season was. But we were living in Wagga and it was the most brutal season of our lives, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, in 2020, the Lord called my really like, I mean, I'd really had a hunger to pursue some deeper things of God and I was just drinking it in, like couldn't get enough, like, you know, particularly in regards to the spiritual realm and warfare and um, a lot of those particular teachings. And um, and I remember um, I one day I, I, I was working at a chiropractic clinic and unbeknownst to me, God kept asking me to stay in that place and I really didn't want to. It was horrible. And um, so it was a long day and I went to get in the shower and I remember, I won't tell you what he said, but God called me that day, actually. It was just this moment of, Jacinta, this is what I'm asking you to step into. And I'd never heard the voice of God like that in my life. 
Um, and it was probably from there on out, I actually had several moments, um, like one maybe four years before where I'd heard the audible voice of God calling me, um, awakening me from a dream. Um, and it was just the most tangible manifest um, presence of God saying, Jacinda, I'm calling you into more. And I think if there's anything that I love about God, I mean, there's so many things, but if there's anything that I love about God the most, it's that there is always more for us in Christ Jesus. Like there's, he's always, you know, when we think about abundant life, we're like, oh, like that's great. But even in our, our fleshly thinking, it's micro, like, but actually the abundant life is the unlimited capacity of God that there is literally always more. Wow. Um, that always blows me away. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> it's just so good to hear how God is moving in and through you. Yeah. Cause like I've seen a lot of your um, recently, a lot of your posts and things about your coaching and it's called abundant life, isn't it? Uh, no. So um, we have, it's one of my branches is the Academy of Distinction, which is all about helping um, believers step into their own kingdom assignment. Um, so I'm a, a, a big believer that God has actually ordained and given us specific assignments to do in the earth. And, and Satan is all out on war to stop us from accomplishing those. And a lot of that actually ties back into identity. So my biggest battle, like I said, was what have you got me here for? I just had this like innate, like weighty sense of what's my purpose. And so I went probably, it's probably close to 20 years, maybe more, where I was like, what's my purpose, God? What's my assignment? What have you got me to do here? And I was a jack of all trades. And little did I know that God was using all of that to develop me and mature me and, um, you know, particularly my character so that I could stand under what he's asking me to stand under from here on out. And, um, but yeah, my, my big thing is um, what's your purpose, Ruth? What's my purpose? Because if we live on assignment, knowing that we are here to serve Jesus and to do his works, when he comes back, we're like, we did it. We're victorious. I've done my part. It's like the part that we have to play in the body of Christ. And then, uh, you know, we we have a part to play um, being in unity with one another, but we have a part to play individually. And I think by large, we have failed to realize that, that we have a part to play. Um, and so my um, my business is called The Trailblazers Global because I believe a lot of what we're here to do is to pioneer solution, heaven solutions, Amen. some of which have never been, well, if we were pioneering, um, that have never been done before. And it particularly, you know, for your generation and the generations to come, we're going to need solutions that we've never seen on the earth. And so I believe that when we are walking in what the assignment that God has for us, um, oftentimes we have to trailblaze that. And so, you know, what I've learned on my journey is that um, I can have mentors and I can have leaders and I can have um, 
uh, coaches and all kinds of things. But ultimately, to do the will of the Father, I need to be in such intimacy with him because he's telling me who I need to be and what I need to do. Because why would you ask someone that's never done something that God's asking you to do? Um, you know, and we, I'm all for mentors and coaches and, you know, all those things. Um, but it's just, it's important that intimacy with the father is just paramount. And from there, everything else flows. Um, one of the big things for me with my purpose, Ruth, was for years and years and years, um, I'll just say this and then I'll take a breath. Um, <laughs> for years and years and years, I, I really listened this may touch a few nerves, so I apologize in advance if I offended someone. But um, <clears throat> for a very long time, I listened because I grew up in the church. I listened to church leaders and and there wasn't a malicious um, damaging. However, what happened was I believed church leaders and what they were calling out in me more than I believed what God said about me. Yeah. And so you know, because we only know in part, because we only see in part, I came to a place where I was like, hang on a second, I've been told for so long I'm not this or I am that. And I realized I'd brought into all these things that weren't lies necessarily, but they weren't whole truths. Yeah. And so when I came back into alignment, again, there's that word, when I came back into alignment with I am who you say I am, who do you say I am? And, and what are you asking me to do? Then the fear of men actually fell off to actually pursue what he had for me, mm-hmm. um, which is a big part. I, I think, you know, we've got to call forth the gold in people, but we've we've got to allow people to go on their own journey with the Lord in discovering exactly what he is asking them to do, what his plan and what his purpose is for them. So I do get passionate about that. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And it's so... Um... So awesome to chat to you about this, actually, because it is so important because we pastors are beautiful people and they're anointed and appointed by God, but at the same time, they're just people. Yeah, and I think it's so hard sometimes to go, oh, they're in a place of power and authority, therefore um, they can sometimes to some people almost take the place of God, yeah. um, even unintentionally. And, 100%, yeah. And therefore, yes, what they have to say is important and can be held of high regard. But, you know, even like Nat and Hartley, they always say yeah, they're blessed in the prophetic but always go back to the word of God and what God yeah. says first, you know. Yeah. And that's that's so important because there's so much white noise. There's so much noise about identity and who what we're called to do and who we're called to be. And if we're not going back to the truth, as you're saying, like how are we supposed to know what's right and what's, you know, someone with their own agenda, even if it's a positive thing. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, um, my journey, even for myself as a leader, I've, I've often had to ask myself and check myself in the business world, you know, do I have an agenda? Do, do I, you know, and, and the truth is we all do, um, you know, not necessarily maliciously, but, um, and that's why intimacy is so important. And I also believe that, um, you know, it's really important for us to find our tribe. It's really important to find our sphere because a lot of times um, this has been the truth of my journey is the people that have recognised what's on my life are of a particular um, gift mix, a particular um, uh, assignment, I would even say. And so um, 
oftentimes I actually haven't found them in church family. And that's quite peculiar, um, but it's just because of who God's called me to influence and the kind of people that he wants me to speak into. And so um, I would encourage people, find your tribe, even if it's five people that get you. And one of the things I say is um, I have people in my boat that have my back and know my heart. So when they, I know that they know my heart because um, I have perpetual foot and mouth disease. Um, so I do say things and I'm like, oh man, I didn't mean it like that. Um, and so I've been misunderstood um, and, and heard wrong on so many levels over the years. And, but I know people that know me and really know my heart um, love me regardless. And, and also people that have my back, those people that, um, you know, if they're in a room and they hear you being spoken about, they're like, hang on a second. So we all need those people. Everybody needs those people. Um, I don't care what God's called you to. And so that has been key to my development. Um, it's been key to what I do now. Um, and so, and, and that shifts and changes in terms of what God's asking you to do, but that's really important as well that you have people that get you, I think, um, and we're all, we're all, you know, I'm a, a big, like I say, a big believer in, you know, uniqueness, distinction, that that I am not like you, Ruth. And that is the beauty of the body of Christ is that we are so diverse. It is the most diverse ecosystem ever. And, and you know, consciously or unconsciously, because we operate from both, um, there is competition and there is comparison. And actually, that's what the enemy wants us to do. So we don't walk in the distinction of who he's called us to be. Um, and so the the church is the poorer when we do that, actually. And the world is the poorer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, it, it's And, and it, being in a world that is so focused on the competition and the comparison, like it's hard to snap out of that tunnel vision and go, wow, okay, like this is trying to take away from what God's actually trying to do, which is the complete opposite. 100%. And yep. Again, that all comes back to that that unity and that intimacy with God. And for people who uh, might be struggling with trying to find intimacy with God or who might feel like they're burning out or that they're losing that intimacy with God, is there anything you could suggest or any wise points for people who who want to get more intimate with God in this yeah um yeah this is um this is a big one and and I reckon it's critical in these days um intimacy with the Lord just has to be our highest priority um number one I would say you have to find your own rhythm um I'm a very very big believer that we all have different learning styles. Ruth, you're a teacher, you get this. We all have different um, modes of operation, natural rhythms. Um, you know, for instance, I'm not a morning person, right? Um, I would love to get up at four or five and the Lord has on occasions woken me up to pray or whatever or spoken to me in the early hours and I'm sure he will do so when he wants to. Um but for me, that is one of my innate rhythms. So I want to work with that and not against that. So one of the big tips is what works for another will not necessarily work for you. And so I think we've got to give ourselves permission that this is what I, I find it like. Um, 
my husband will hear this who is sitting over the other side of the desk from me. Um, if we think about intimacy with God like a marriage relationship, which is how scripture actually describes it, this is the, the best parallel I can give you. Every marriage relationship is very unique, right? Because we've got two very, again, there's that word, distinct people coming from different backgrounds um, that come together. Um, this is one of the things that I know about my husband. Um, he gets very jealous when I spend time on my phone. He gets very jealous um, when I'm watching shows without him that we've been watching together. <laughs> he he um, He's very jealous for my time, actually. And God is no different. God looks at you when you're doing different things and he's like, hang on, I want to spend time with you. Why don't you spend time with me? You know, and so I think if we, we and also, you know, um, my husband knows my voice. He he will hear me from the other end of the house and he'll say, hang on, I can hear you. He <laughs> knows my voice. And in the same way, um, when we get to know God, we know we know his voice. We hear his voice. And, and so God is like the ultimate husband or wife because he, he loves you unconditionally, but he's jealous about your time. And really, I would boil it down to a few different things, affections, intentions, and I've just forgotten what the first, third one is, affections, intentions. Oh, intentions. Did I say that? Affections, intentions. No, there's something else. Anyway, I may I may remember. I will come back to that. Um, but but oftentimes God is not looking for our rigid rhythms. And often in the, particularly as believers, as Christians, we boiled it down to rigid rhythms. Rigid rhythms is religion. That is not relationship. So this is what I know to be true. I spend time with the Lord, extended periods of the time with the Lord every day. If I don't do that, I'm not a very nice person because his presence changes me. Now, do I have impactful out of this world encounters with him every single day? No. Sometimes is it just sitting in his presence? Yes. Sometimes is it just reading his word? Yes. So for me, a few things um, that I suggest to people, journal, write. This is how I actually cultivated the initial stages of intimacy with the Lord, where I would write him letters um, or, or just speak to him in sentences. So I'm a word person, I'm a writer. So that sits very well with me. Um, the other thing is intimacy with the Lord is just about being with him every day. You can have intimacy with the Lord when you're going for a walk, when you're washing up the dishes. It's about perpetual, uh, not perpetual, it's about constant connection, constant communication. Um, and so, um, yes, we want time where we can shut the door and we can journal, we can read the word or we can listen to a devotional. I am too... Um, I am too impulsive to do a devotional. I don't like the same thing every day. So that is no good for me. But we've got to find what works for us. So for some people that works really, really well. For others, it just doesn't. So let's not try and put another model onto a, a different person. Um, it, it is a beautiful discovery that you that you find for yourself. And so I would bring it back to this, and I have no shame talking about this kind of stuff. Ruth, you're a newlywed, okay, so I'll connect it to this. If we think about our relationship with the Lord in the context of marriage, 
when we first get married, we are obsessed with one and with our partners, right? Um, and so this is what the early stages of salvation looks like. We're hungry, where we, we want to be with God, we want to know more about him, we just want to be with him all the time, we want to tell people about him. And then that's why scriptures actually tell us, don't forget your first love. Come back to that love. Now, I've been married 20 years in a month, and one of the things that I've learned in in mature love is it's still about um, intimate and interconnected communication constantly. So Anthony and I unashamedly do the groceries together, have a debrief every single day, work desk to desk with one another. Uh, We're business partners, we're best friends, but we're constantly connecting that is intimacy with God. It's constant, um, constant back and forth communication. And that is how we go deeper. But sometimes the significance is not found in the, wow, this is amazing um, moment. It's just found in the, I'm here, we're together. But yeah, biggest tip is find what works for you. So sometimes you've got to try a few different things. Like, so some people uh, really connect with God out in nature. Um, So the ocean is one thing for me. I'll sit on the beach and I just really hear God very, very clearly. Find, like, find it, try a few different spots, but have also one spot that you can go and seek God. I mean, there's so much in that. There's so much I could say, but those are a few things. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, it'd be definitely helpful to anyone who listens, but also just kind of for the people who do step out every day and are finding that intimate time with God, it's almost like another confirmation for them in one sense that, yeah, I, you know, I am doing doing some healthy things to pursue God, you know. So yeah, 100%. Awesome. Yeah. Um, nature, I definitely agree, but the beach is my one of my places. I mean, I grew up in Melbourne and there wasn't the beach. We just had the countryside or we just had like the... I don't know, like an open paddock or something that the school playgrounds are on or whatever. But you go, if you find your spaces, you find yeah, yeah, feel connected to God, and um, yeah, it's just amazing how how God will connect with us in our own individual ways. Hundred percent, and that is the. I think that's the thrill of the chase in discovering. Actually, that um, when we go after God and we want to go deeper, that it's about the journey and the discovery as much as it is the destination of eternity with God is just go on the journey, um, discover some new things. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> uh, you are, yeah, you are someone who um, I definitely can see has that deep fire for God. Like it, you've got such an evangelical spirit, but on top of that you you definitely like, do come across as an all-rounder, even like a spiritual all-rounder, <laughs> um, you know, like the part five-fold ministries kind of thing. And I don't know everything or much about them, but I can just see that there is a beautiful, <laughs> like a beautiful um, anointing over you and that comes from your intimacy with God. So that is yeah. you know, it's yeah. really beautiful. And, um, yeah, you've there's been a lot shared today but in a good way. Like there's just so much that people will be able to take from, from this, which definitely reflects your chosen um, and God-ordained career and, you know, uh, this is what you do. And uh, Yeah, yeah. I just love it. I just, at the end of the day, I just love Jesus. And, um, you know, people say, 
who are you? What do you do? And I say, I'm beloved of the Lord. And that's it. That's all for me. Everything else just flows from that. <laughs> um, yeah. That's awesome. It's been a lengthy process though, I could tell you. <laughs> yeah. It, so how did you find the transition from growing up in a more traditional church to going into you know, um, coming into your own journey of what you believed in. Because I was also brought up in a very um, traditional law-based, fear-based church. Um, that And that kind of just led for me in my personal journey to like condemnation thinking all the time mm. because I literally got to a point where I would think in my head at the end of every night, if I didn't repent for every, the list in my head, if I died, I would go to hell. You know, nice. <laughs> you know yeah. it just and I know the people, like, they love Jesus and, and, and they love God and they serve God and they honour God, but, like, yeah. it's it was all about the Old Testament and the law and not much about the New Testament and grace and that, yeah. you know, you know, Jesus says now that the two commandments are believe in Jesus and love. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think mankind really struggles with the gospel of grace. I I think our logical mind is like that makes no sense. But that's the whole point. Um, is that the gospel of grace is we've done nothing, and He's done everything for us. Yeah. Um, and we have to die to ourselves to to actually accept that that mode of living. That's to to have the zozo life, to have the abundant life, is to say I've done nothing and He's done everything. And because because I've done nothing, I am somebody. <laughs> like, um, so it totally get goes against our flesh that's like, well, I wanna I have to do A, B, C and I have to do it all out and I have to strive and I have to struggle um in order to have something. So I do I do think it is the nature of mankind to really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um My journey really, um, I mean, I definitely have a fire in my belly. I do say it's my Celtish roots Mm -hmm. um, and I did tame it down for a long time because I really didn't like it, Um, but I did too many of those years, to be honest, Ruth, and um, I'm I'm not doing that anymore. So, um, So how did I, how did I move? Um, The biggest thing for me has been um, where Paul talks about working out our own faith with fear and trembling. And that is, I think, summarized in a, just in a version, how do we do the journey of faith and work it out while fearing God the most? Um, and, or, or working out what we believe in line with fearing God. Um, and so I think a lot of it is spiritual maturity. I think a lot of it is intimacy with God. Um, and a lot of it is um, doing, well, one of the primary things for me was doing what others said because they said it and then going, this just doesn't sit right with me. Something yeah. doesn't gel here. And that is part of working out our faith with fearing trembling is that sometimes we do things and and this can be across any sphere of life. Like I'm talking your own faith. I'm talking relationships. Um, because the gospel of grace impacts so many, it, it, it impacts everything, life. Um, and so for me, it was in our younger years, because like I was married when I was 19. So, um, you know, my mum did most of the planning for our wedding. I don't remember doing very much, but it was coming into my own as 
as a mature um, believer and going and and to be honest, asking a lot of questions, mm-hmm. asking a lot of questions of God, and then doing a lot of study of my for myself to go well. What what is my own Holy Spirit conviction on this? Holy Spirit, will you show me, lead me into the truth? Um, and so I think two things. I think sometimes believers. Um, believe certain things because church leaders have told them to and they haven't studied the word for themselves. And I think majority of believers actually don't know their word um, and we've got to get better at that um, because that is what guides us into all truth um, because it is the truth. Um, And the other thing is um, not going on that journey, having intimacy with the Lord and asking him questions. Okay, so the coach in me is coming out because God is the biggest question asker like go back through scripture and and how many responses did he like answer with a question people like that makes no sense I don't understand what you're ask what you're saying um God loves our questions he actually loves our questions and because when we ask those questions we're inquiring of him it's our it's kind of like um you know when he says well come near to me and I'll come near to you Um, so oftentimes we're like, I can't ask God that, like, I'm going to be struck down again. The gospel of grace is that we can boldly come into the throne room and we can ask those questions. I mean, I've asked God some wacky stuff and, and do I have the fullness of the answers of all those questions? No. Um, but I think we've got to be bold in asking God those questions. We've got to be bold in asking mature believers those questions. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, um, there's so many people that I go to and I'm like, I'm not sure about this area of faith. What's your answer? And I want to hear their mature perspective. I want to hear wisdom um, because we never arrive. And I even have older people that ask me, Jacinda, what do you think about this? And I'm like, well, this is what I think. But I think we work out our faith as we go along. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I I think coming from law into grace for me um, has been learning that I'm beloved of the Lord and that's that. So learning that it doesn't matter what I do or how far I go, that he looks at me and sees Jesus and he loves me and he delights in me and he's pleased with me. That identity work and journey that the Lord took me on was what shifted me to knowing um, that the spirit will convict me, but he won't condemn me. Um, And so when I had those things come to my mind or before me in a person, I'm like, hang on a second. No, I, I'm not, not, no, just no. So, um, yeah, so the biggest thing I think is if you feel like you've walked a, a journey of legalistic Christianity and that is the law, like you have to do A, B, C, D and E and it's more religion-based than it is relationship-based, um, get get with the Lord and, and ask him what he thinks of you. I mean, I had a season of my life, Ruth, where God just wants to, wanted to heal really, really deep stuff in me. And I haven't had abuse and trauma, okay, but I have had things happen to me in my life that deeply wounded me and by people that I trusted more. And so I, I think, um, um, where was I going with that? I think the thing is, is yeah so i had this season of my life where probably for 6 to 9 months the lord actually just said when you sit with me i actually just want to show you how i love you 
and he would lavish his love and his affection on me and just show me through his eyes how he actually saw me. And it was so freeing because I was like, it doesn't matter what anybody says about me or what anybody does to me, they can't rob that from me, actually, that that is who I am. Um, and so that just changed everything for me. Um, after years of being told I'm this or I'm not this, or and I was just so confused about, okay, well, who am I? Then when I went to the Lord and he actually showed me who I am through his eyes, that transformed me, completely changed everything about my life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you probably saw my eyes. I was just, um, recently I have been reading 1 John and it was something that I read, so a verse in it that actually really like clicked something over in me. Obviously I, I have gone on that identity journey in my own ways and I've discovered hmm. what I believed and what was, you know, what I was taught growing up, what, you know, what I'm taught now, like I, and and trying to figure out my own path of who God is, you know, and, and yeah. is my identity um, coming from that legalistic thing into the covenant of grace. But there was this verse um, that talks about if our hearts condemn ourselves, wow, then God's, God is bigger than that still. And yes. I'd never read that verse before. And I was like, wow. And then it goes on to say, but if we have full assurance, then mm. we can ask God anything boldly and we will receive it in faith, like yes. those two things. But I'd never really seen that first part of the verse that it's like even through that journey of processing between condemnation and grace, God's love is greater and still covers it. That was so yeah. funny to know. Yeah. Um, but there's just abundant grace around the journey. So that was in 1 John. But yeah, that um, beautiful. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's really, really cool. Like that's literally the heart of God right there. Just that abundant love, and He desires to be intimate and close with us, and He will pursue us no matter what. And I think that is so beautiful. And um, yeah, you've it's been awesome to catch up and chat. Is um, yeah, it one thing that I, I love about these kind of conversations is that they're just so wholesome and they're just so full. Uh, yeah full of life that's it anyone who listens to these things it's not gonna you know it's not gonna tear them down it's gonna be life-giving and and that's what I thank God for because at the end of the day we are we are sharing with people what God has done and what he is doing and it is through the living word of God at the same time you know so it's it's so awesome that you've been able to come and share your journey um is there anything at the moment that you and your family need prayer for Oh, is there anything we need prayer for? I mean, we we always um we always need prayer for something, don't we? Uh probably one of the big things for us is we're shifting gears. So we currently have four businesses under our belt and we're we're actually um starting on a new business venture. And there's lots in and around that that you know we feel like God's doing and we feel like God's given us a new assignment. Um, one of the things that God has called my husband and I to is to the economic um, mountain um, and so wealth creation uh, for the kingdom of heaven because he likes to take from the unrighteous and put into the hands of the righteous. Um, and so that would be a big, big one for me at the moment, yeah, <laughs> just to help us to to navigate well and to build well and um, yeah, we just all the wisdom, all the um, Holy Spirit leadership at the moment is what we need. 
Yeah. I mean, and how like, we, I can definitely be praying for that for you and um, anyone who listens. But, yeah, how amazing that God has um, has blessed you guys and, and allowed you to have these streams of different, ah, different yeah. streams of, you know, avenues to to bless and help people. And, um, you know, I'm a big believer that God will always provide, um, especially if it's for him and with him and through him. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, definitely we'll be believing for that. Um, before, yeah, at the end of every podcast, I usually just pray for whoever I'm connecting with. So Aww. if you're all right with that, I would love to pray for you. That's amazing. Well, we can definitely have another conversation about um kingdom business and working <laughs> in multiples and all of that kind of stuff, but that is for another day. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No, it's been awesome to be able to chat. <laughs> All right, I'll pray for you. Thank you. Pleasure. Um, Lord, I just lift up Jacinta to you. I thank you for the mighty woman of God that she is. Not only um, have you taken her on a journey to discovering who she is in you and her identity, but you have also blessed her abundantly with multiple streams of avenues to bless and inspire and encourage people to be a light for your glory, Lord, and to really equip, that's the main word, equip people for for the days ahead, Lord, for your coming times, for the things that we'll have to go through between then and now. And um, what what people are doing are awakening to you through the expression of love and through this equipping. And so we just thank you, Lord, for the hearts that Jacinta is really touching and impacting with you for your glory. And we just thank you, Lord, for this new adventure, this new avenue you have placed on her and her husband's life and, and on their family, Lord. We just thank you for wisdom and divine interventions um, with victory to know whether to go left or right, we just thank you, Lord, for for God-ordained connections that will continue to um, be a blessing to them and show them and lift them and um, even, yeah, help with partnerships and things, whatever that holds, we thank you, you make a way. I thank you there are rooms and platforms and places where you are speaking Jacinta's name that she is yet to step into and um, we just thank you for your abundant harvest in her and her family. Um, yeah, we thank you for an abundant provision over the ministry and over their calling. Um, and yeah, we're just so thankful for your your hand in her life and that you've covered her under the protection of your wing. And we just are so excited for all that is to come. Um, this is definitely a watch this space scenario because we know that this is not the the end of your calling over Jacinta and her family. There is definitely more to come, and we are just so excited for that. So we just Thank you for this, and um, we just thank you for the ripe harvest to come, not only through this episode, but also through Jacinta's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Ruth. It was such a great time chatting with you today. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been awesome, and, um, yeah, look forward to, to chatting again soon. It's um, been a really rich episode, a really rich um, discussion, and I love it. So <laughs> thank I'm you so for glad. Hearing, yeah, <laughs> taking the time to share. Oh, yeah. Like I said, absolute pleasure. I love these conversations. Anytime. Oh, thank you. Well, um, I better let you get on with the rest of your day. Yes, I shall. Yeah. Back into work. <laughs> but thank you again. And um, yeah, we'll definitely uh, meet you soon. Pleasure. Thanks so much, Ruth. No worries. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. How awesome was it to hear from Jacinta, not only what God has um, been doing through her life and 
um, and how she came to encounter him, but also all the rich, all the rich bits of wisdom that she had to share about how we can encounter Jesus every single day. Um, I pray that you are abundantly blessed by this episode. And um, yeah, if there has been anything in particular that has really touched you or blessed you, feel free to let us know. Um, I'm sure Jacinta would be super excited and abundantly blessed to hear that um, you are you are strengthened in your encountering with God by what she has shared today.